Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 111 of Beer Talks 38. Right now, I'm in the city of Long Beach. Shoutouts to Sterling and his wife at Trademarks Brewery on Anaheim and Long Beach Boulevard. Uh, today's guest I have, he's coming all the way from San Diego. I was like, man, you know what? This guy has been following me. I follow him. I support his, what he does in the craft beer scene. He was like, man, you know what? I'm going to be over here in East LA going to Indie Brewery, Dry Rivers. Like, hey, you know what? Let's, let's make time. Let's see if we can try to get my podcast and see if we, we can try to meet up. And he did. Today's guest on the Mega Man's podcast, I have my boy, Brandon Montgomery, but we all know him as Blackbeard Travelers, man. What's up, man? What's good? What's good? <laughs> Glad to be here. My first time at Trademark, but my fir- it's not my first time in the LBC, so it's, it's good to be back and seeing how it's changing. Oh, oh it's changing rapidly. <laughs> I mean, with all these breweries, with the gentrification, I mean, just all the good times where it used to be is not there. It's just everything just changing like just... I mean, we might have an Angels team coming in Long Beach. That's wild. That's I mean, wild. I mean, the only thing I feel bummed about is that, like, over here on PCH and uh, Martin Luther King, VIP Records is, is not no more. Now it's a 7-Eleven. Oh, wow. That's where we're souped up. What's my name? It's mm-hmm. not there no more. It's just, it's really, really sad. Yeah, that's what's going to happen, um, especially when it comes to, like, craft brewing um, and industries in general. Like, that... Those are the areas that people are expanding into because you can, one, get the space for a lower cost because a lot of these breweries aren't able to really have that turnaround on investment that quickly. So they need to go into a space in which they can help, one, develop the area, but also to make sure they hit that, get into the black after so many years in the red. Yeah, it's just so much changing in Long Beach. Some Maybe it's good, maybe it's not, but... Sometimes in a way, a lot of us, we, we think about the good old times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and the kids these days, they're not going to know about the good times. Hey, I remember that used to be there. Or remember you used to be there. They wouldn't know that stuff now. Right, right. But some now I see a lot of breweries in, in Long Beach and stuff. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to get you on, man. Because you know the brewery scenes in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. And you're, yeah. you're traveling all the United States or wherever you're going. You're spreading out the the name Black Beard Travelers. How did you get that name? Um, I came up with it like the name itself in 2014 when I also created uh, like my own um, hashtag. I created uh, Be My Run the Globe when I was going on a trip through Central Europe in 2014. Uh huh. And but then I also came up with like Black Beard Traveler because I wanted to be able to mark something um, and be like this is where like black people are enjoying craft beer mm-hmm. and, around the world and it's, it's free for anybody to use and, and just like they'll be able to go online or go to the latest social media app and and actually see it like oh there's, a, there's somebody black enjoying craft beer in this location either before me um or like around the same time period so you you're no longer like traveling to a place that wow that you feel like you're the only one that's been there mm-hmm. it's it's just like you're slowly building a like a data point that says we were here and we're we're, we're going around the world that's awesome because when i follow you on, on instagram and i see that the pictures that you're posting up and everything i was like man this guy knows what's up 
but when I think when I see the name Black Bear Travelers, it's like diverse unity and stuff like yep. that. That's the thing. Like I, that caught my eye right there. Diverse, diverse unity, and everyone should be all gathered as as one. Yeah, and, that's very true. Um, like when I early in actually like pushing the brand to go further, I had a very influential um, phone call with uh, some people know him as Edgar, other people know him as Beer Thug Life. Beer Thug Life? <laughs> yeah, and like, that was one thing that he he, he very, like, was very adamant and, and focused on, like, you can't just, like, it's good to always, like, focus on your heritage, but it's also remember to focus on, like, the inclusion aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. That's, that's good, and shouts to him because I think he has a, Cheers, motherfucker! Too just I think it just came out, or it's gonna come out next week. Yeah, but he's always doing something. He's he's collabing <laughs> and stuff. That's why when when diverse unity and what Beard Thug, Beard Thug Life is doing, sometimes with me I try to find for who I am. Yeah, you know, like even though I'm Chicano uh, American, but a lot of people think like, well, how come Mega Man doesn't speak Spanish? Well, yeah. I'm more of like was born here, not for born from Mexico, but I want to learn Spanish, but. I don't forget where I came from, but mm-hmm. is this something I want to give back and I don't want to understand and, and bring that roots back, which it was forgotten because a lot of Chicano Americans, when they were born over here, they kind of forget for who they are. Right. You know, like, am I, am I was born in Mexico? Was I born here? And there's like, is there third or fourth generations and stuff like that and everything. But to me, it's like, I want to understand that. And knowing the fact, like we were talking about earlier, like I just had a baby and I need him to know right, English right. and Spanish, you know? It's just like I had that old school mentality where back in the day, if you learn how to speak Spanish, you'll be frowned upon. You'll get hit. Right. And I, stuff like that. I'd have to say uh, it was the influence of like my family and very much so my mother. She was very adamant that uh, I go to an HBCU for college. Like, I had spent so many years like in the suburbs. Oh, wow. Yep. So, and, uh, someone broke with their boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, we this live from the LBC. Um, but but uh, yes, uh, like grew up in like suburban and very Caucasian environments, and my oh, mom really? was like, uh, "I really want you to go to HBCU," and I and I and I love the fact that I ended up going to like Howard because Howard University, Washington D.C. found it. And I can't remember at this point. Um, 1867. Boom. Um, <laughs> March 2nd. And, and it was just such an eye-opening and very welcoming and understanding to see, like, the diaspora within black culture. And it's, it's just something that, like, really, like, you see it and experience, and it's something that you want to, uh, like, continue. And, like, in the same way, like, you want to do the same and make sure, no, like, the heritage isn't forgotten. Yeah. That, Cause I feel like with like that, cause uh, with the the old school and the new school generation, they're clashing. Where with the social media was going on and what how our parents taught us, it, it wasn't right. Yeah. And now we see things from social media, with school and everything. It's now we're gonna have that problem with the millennials now. Yeah. It's like well. They want to feel entitled, want to feel this, like that. They don't want to work. They they don't know how to take a loss. And it's like, oh, dude, it's it's just crazy. But um, there's just something that we have for us. We're kind of like in the middle. Mm-hmm. What, what, what year did you graduate? Uh, uh, college, 2010. 
Oh, oh, okay. Well, well, no, I'm at high school. 2005. Okay, so you're not a millennial. You're not like so. You kind of uh, and you kind of like, have I'm, the old I'm, school. I'm, I'm that middle child that Jayco like talked about. Like I'm little millennial, but I also understand what it's like not to have the internet. So, but you know how to earn it. You know how to <laughs> yeah. you know how to get it. Go go get that money and stuff yeah. like that. Um, we talk about Howard and stuff. I, I when you brought up Howard, I remember back in the day I used to watch this group shy remember shy yeah yeah they started out at howard yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. see that's how you know it's shy is like yep. because i remember in the videos uh what was that what was a song called baby i'm yours uh, they, had, baby they, were, I'm yours, they, they filmed that at howard yeah like all that were in the howard stuff i remember when they had the howard and to keep uh to with a tuskegee yep, uh, and a yep. lot of those uh perry a&m mm-hmm. they had like the african like shirts like the culture remember it was like all big back in the 90s yeah and it's crazy like you all you saw all of that in like 90s like like african-american culture and media it's it's beautiful like it was like on living single it oh was, i remember uh, like, that the fresh prince like they would walk in like with ann martin like different hbcu paraphernalia on just for the hell of it just to, like so people would see howard hampton prairie view a&m it's like tuskegee it's like don't forget spellman different uh, world oh yes oh a different spellman morehouse <laughs> clark atlanta like the entire yeah, <laughs> yeah. man yeah. different world with sinbad was like that was my show yeah. You know, with with Whitney was like, oh, don't leave me, I'll take you. You know, <laughs> in the end and stuff like that. Come on, that was like that was like the best thing, man. You see Whitney, I guess I'll take you. Yeah, well, that's actually one of the happiest moments when I like went back and watched a uh, different world on Amazon on video. It was just like I would just go home and just like turn on a different world and like re- relive all of this. I was like, oh. Oh snap! I'm grown up. I went to HBCU. This is truly the experience I had. Mm-hmm. Like as a child, it it was entertainment. As an adult, it was like that was my experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When from you going to Howard, what did what did you see different from the West Coast? Like going to Howard University, yeah. like the culture rise and everything. Uh, what what was actually really cool about Howard is the fact that um, it's in DC. And the student population is very eclectic, and you have individuals from everywhere. So, like, when you get you get on campus, like, people from Cali, they, they rep in Cali. People from Chicago rep Chicago, Atlanta, New York. Then, like, you have Caribbean students. Caribbean? Uh, yeah, the Caribbean students go hard. That, yeah, <laughs> like, turn that to Vega? <laughs> like, what? No, like, you just see... That's, how I uh, what I mentioned earlier, like diaspora within like African Americans and even there there are Caucasians, there are like Indian students at Howard. It's like oh, wow. pe- people forget it. Like it's kind of a reverse uh, like breakdown of, of people. You have like majority African American and international, but then you also still have like Caucasian Americans, like German, like Japanese. Like it's there. So it's, it's all just, love. Yeah, and it's it's. It's very, like, I could get that West Coast experience in in D.C. at Howard just hanging out with the West Coast people. Because back in the day when, when, I, well, when I was, like, 12 or 13, when, when you go see the African, like, Af, you know, African-American colleges and stuff like that, when you see, like, I always feel like, oh, my God, that was a white person going to a black college. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, everything. It was just weird. You know, it's it the same thing, like, if... Uh, there's a college, like a white college, and we say African Americans, like, oh wow, you know. Yeah. I was like, it was rare, you know, and stuff like that. It's different. Yeah. You know, there were people like, hey, what are you doing here? You're white, you know, like stuff like that. Straight kicking it. They're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it is. 
but with all I noticed with uh, like a lot of the uh, the colleges over there, like the black colleges, they take their drum drum line very seriously. Yeah, yeah. music is always uh, a big thing that unites um, like African heritage, um, and so you'll see music throughout like everything at like HBCU um, to the point like people pay a lot a, a lot. Some people pay a lot more attention to like the band versus like the football game. Or, I like, noticed that stuff. because uh, it's just as like intensive. It's just as like planned, practice and executed, and as entertaining. I remember when I was watching BET when Grambling was was facing Southern. The football they don't give a care. They just care about the who has the best marching. Oh yeah, drumline. Yeah marching band like whatever they would go all out you know one experience i, I recommend for you is the uh, battle of the bands in atlanta oh i love that yeah battle of the bands like you probably like like just enjoyed the entire experience like you see all the bands come together uh like playing the mixture of like the classic styles like the current music and then they just get down like the drum majors like that high stepping yeah i, yeah. I did marching band in high school uh, but i refused to be in the band on at Howard because I didn't want to like give that much of my life to mute like being in the band because like band it's competition was, out there yeah it, it's a lot like like Robert Morris I think Robert Morris has a good band back in the day I don't know if uh, t- t- I don't know who I, it's been a long time yeah everybody uh, FAMU is always known for the marching 100 um, it's it's yeah, everybody got has that nickname Howard's the Showtime Marching Band. Yeah. Florida A and M. Yeah, there's so much like man. <laughs> but after after Howard, well, we're like off track. But, yeah, completely. Yeah, I know completely. <laughs> you know, talk about Howard. Talk about Shy. We're talking about Shy. <laughs> but where did you grow up at? Uh, Marietta, Georgia, outside Atlanta. Okay, Georgia. Yeah. ATL baby. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know ATL's coming up with the brewery scenes out there. Oh yeah, no, it's like. Atlanta is a, a, a good, solid stronghold for craft beer in the South, easily. I heard, especially diverse craft beer. I could tell you more. There's like we're gonna talk about yeah, that. The diversity in craft beer in One Atlanta. Of, is I think strong. that I think I don't know if it's the owner, former owner, or the head brewer back in the day at Stones. He moved New to New Realm. Found it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. He he was talking about. I heard a podcast of them. He has like a restaurant, brewery, and. He's like, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change the scene and the whole beer scene over mm-hmm. at ATL. It's like, it's like up up for grabs. Yep. You know, like how was it over there and the brewery scenes out at ATL? Uh, it's great. Um, like you have some like stellar breweries that are like producing some some really good craft, and you have uh, I think at this point now three black owned um, craft beer brands. You have Down Home, you have Conzo, um, and then um, Our Culture is like the newest one. Then you have Jen Price. Uh, she's coming out with her own like bottle shop, um, Atlanta Beer Boutique. Yeah. That's up and coming. Um, what else? Uh, then just like Variant has like great like just beers in general they're outside the perimeter yeah um my favorite beer bar in the world is in atlanta little five points it's a porter beer bar um super huge collection delicious and then like i'd have to say because like atlanta's the capital of the south and and when you think of the south some people get like that that negative uh history like the i can't even remember the name of the flag. 
A lot because, of black uh, entrepreneurs in Atlanta. True. Oh, yeah. True. And so, like, you actually get a good mixture of that, and it's growing. Um, so, like, they're, they're the a large group of, like, African-American people that really enjoy craft beer and make their place known. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's pretty awesome. Uh, chocolate city yeah it, it is like capital of the south it is a, a chocolate city um shout out to um what, what's the name of the the mayor my oh uh keisha <laughs> yeah yeah my okay, okay. <laughs> there's, um, there's so much going on uh, uh from the atl when it comes to if it comes to beers mm-hmm. comedy uh black culture music just everything mm-hmm. like movies atl like like all that stuff just, everything's just popping up walking dead you yeah. know yeah, Tyler Perry Studios. It's like everything. Um, or, or Creature Comfort. Um, they they were uh, had their beer. Um, I think Athena featured in um, Infinity War. It was oh. a, it was the beer that uh, Thor was always drinking. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like strategically placed, and that was just because like I think the producers or directors of of like Infinity War was like I like their beer. And it makes sense for Thor to be drinking something also Greek. Yeah, because he can't move off from the past and he gets drunk. Yeah. <laughs> from Atlanta beer. Yeah. <laughs> that does yeah. kind of make sense. Yeah. So uh, from you uh, was living in an ATO in Georgia and all that stuff, how, how was the sports scenes? How was, like, this the, the, the community, diversity, just everything? Um, it's been a while since I've lived in Atlanta. Um, uh-huh. Growing up, it was, like, everybody watched the Falcons. Um... Um, who's the 21? 21. Deion um, Sanders. Yeah, Sanders. Everybody, everybody Atlanta knew, Braves. Yeah, everybody knew this dance. Um, the Hawks. Yeah. Uh, and then I, after high school, I pretty much left. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't lived back in, in the Atlanta metro area uh-huh. since then. But it's been good to get back out as an adult and really explore the city and oh, really yeah. learn the other side of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's beautiful. Like, oh. Atlanta United, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was actually, uh, oh man, I really wanted, um, I really wanted uh, Atlanta and LA FC to go head to head. So like me and Tyler could just be up here. Shout out <laughs> to Tyler because she was like, hey, we're gonna have, when are you gonna have Blackbeard Traveler on? Yeah, I. This is hey, this this episode is dedicated to Tyler. You know who you are, SoCal Cerveceros girl. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I really wanted to see like that heads up. Yeah. Um, but uh, I stopped paying attention after that terrible game. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm a United fan. Like I love getting back. Um, actually, was able to go to my first game um, back in July when I was there to run the um, Peachtree mm-hmm. uh, uh, road race. Okay, great time. So, what what made you decide to uh, living from ATL Georgia to move to the West Coast? Uh my full-time employer at that time, like I'm an engineer by trade, okay. a systems engineer for a defense contractor. Okay. And I was at a point where I was transitioning out of a rotational um, program and I was looking for that next step up mm-hmm. and I wanted to work in international travel, um, international um, projects to, to get international travel. Uh, and they called me up. Uh-huh. I interviewed, flew out here, or flew out to San Diego. Yeah. And loved it and so i just upped and moved from at that time i lived in orlando um I've orlando been around. damn yeah, I've been, around. I've been around shaquille uh, o'neal anthony hardaway uh yeah <laughs> uh 
uh, uh, what's his name? Um, that every that plays for everybody right now. LeBron Dwight James? Uh, uh, no, Dwight Howard. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, with the ten kids. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, all yeah. know. Him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, moved out here, and that that's what brought me to the West. Uh, craft beer promotion, and mm-hmm. and I, I haven't looked back. San Diego, where I mean, that has to be the most perfect place because, I mean, with you and I, we love craft beer. You're by the beach. We mm-hmm. can go to Mexico, TJ, if you want to yep. see a donkey show. If you want, I mean, it really depends. A zebra I mean, painted, as a, a donkey <laughs> painted as a zebra. Uh, so and wild. with anything, but talking earlier in San Diego, there's over close to three to four hundred breweries out there. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there, um, and of course you have your favorites. You have your local, uh, like spots. Like personally, I have my favorites, and then I like to. I have my places where I like to go hang out, and then I have the places I have yet to actually get to. Just so many. I know. I was gonna ask you um, before we get almost into beer talks. Uh, what was your first beer you ever had? Oh, first beer I ever had, uh, probably as a young boy. Well, I mean, first beer and first craft beer. Oh, yeah, I'm about to tell you. Like, <laughs> this guy knows me. Probably as a young boy, it was a, a sip of, like, a Budweiser, you know, king of beers. I was just like, uh, probably like five, seven, somewhere between that. Um, but it wasn't until uh, I was in Tokyo at the Delirium Cafe. Tokyo in Japan? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, okay. in 2011. Um, that's... that's the basis of 2011 when it comes to Black Bear Traveler. Um, oh, shit. And so, Delirium Cafe, I had, like, Delirium Trimmers and, like, Chimay and... Oh, Chimay? You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, like, Quack. Uh, like, all the, the Belgian standards. And I was just like, the... I, I, I really... Do we cuss? Oh, yeah. I was like about the you can fuck. fucking anytime you want, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, the fuck is this? And, <laughs> and and like literally after that ten day trip, um, I came back and I was looking for delirium trimmings. Um, oh, the one with the pink elephant. Yeah, that's a elephant. that's a killer. It, it, it's delicious. It's like banana it's a killer. Oh, like, mess you up. It it does. It does. <laughs> you will see the pink elephant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it explains the name. And so, like, since then, I've just been enjoying craft beer mm-hmm. and exploring it and realizing that there's a story behind every beer. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, just even if it's, like, it could be the best beer, it could be an okay beer, it could be, like, not, not so good. There's a story behind it. There's a, some effort that went into it, and there's a conversation about the person that created it. Mm-hmm. And so that just shows you... and there's culture in beer because it's something that somebody created with their like general intention or accidentally but they were going some route with the purpose and you could ask them about it mm-hmm. and learn a lot about who they are and the culture that inspired that particular beer that's what i love about um going to different breweries of of how they started how they almost put their their house up for sale just to open a brewery and this yeah. and the diversity of what they've been through if they made their beers out of a garage or they were home brewers or this or or maybe they broke up with their girlfriend just said like hey i don't need you i gotta open this brewery <laughs> yeah, man yeah. there's so much stories into that like how with monkish they were gonna close down because they were 
he wanted to stick with Belgians. Yep. He didn't want to have this whole hazies. Yeah. And now look where where Monkish is at. Yep. I like stories that know like, wow, if it wasn't for this, we would have closed down. Mm-hmm. And now look at Monkish and and all these. I love stories. Yeah. I get so intrigued and get to know how, when, and there they they were all just came into one. Yeah, and that's the, the fun part about beer. It's not always about, like, how amazing or, like, how exclusive the beer was. It's about the experience that you had while drinking, um, mm-hmm. who you share it with, like, getting it. It's, like, the stories. That's the, the best part about it. And also, back in the day when I first started drinking craft beer, I was just chugging them, like, yeah. whatever. And they told me, hey, Steve. Well, I know he's Mega Man, but they call me Steve. He's like, don't do that. And, so, <laughs> and I told him, he, he was very serious. Yeah. And was like, well, Why? Because I put my heart and effort into that beer. It took me nine months to make that beer. And you're chugging them? That's almost like a disrespectful to me. Yeah, I can see that, that aspect. I know. <laughs> Shout out to Beer Thug Life. He chugs them. I get it. I, I love it. I myself. I, yeah, I chug it. I know I, some of them get fucked up quick. Yeah. But you got to have to know, look at the, the hops, the, the simmer, the, you know, everything. It's clean and the taste. It's almost like drinking like a wine. Yeah. You know, like you want to know... How much effort he put into that beer it's like oh wow and the story into it like man i put this and this and this and it makes you be fall in love with that taste of that beer that's very true and sorry get into it you yeah know. great story <laughs> you know and like that's all true that's not gonna stop me from chugging a beer if i want to chug it oh yeah but I, I do, um, I will respect um, like beers, and there are certain beers I will not chug um, out of respect for the individual <laughs> behind it and how hard it was to get that beer, personally. Yeah. But sometimes, eh. Yeah. I remember one time I chugged the electric beer. Yeah. And someone reported me on Instagram, and my, my story was like like shot down. Really? And I kind of felt like, why did you do? I I put on story. Why did you? Why did you turn me down? And this person made a fake fake Instagram account and says, "You're disrespectful. That's electric beer. You don't chug those because those are hard to find." It's not really that hard to find. No, it's not. <laughs> Unless you want to wait in line so like one yeah. o'clock in the morning. And, and it's also. It most likely with the IPA, a hazy IPA. Um, hazy IPAs can be good. They're delicious, yeah. wonderful, um, yeah. in abundance. Um, I don't always... Oh, this is all personal thoughts of Brandon Montgomery. Don't come at Steve, a.k.a. Mega Man, about this. Um, I don't need all, all the haze all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I choose a haze when I want it, and I can yeah. walk away from it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking to the whole hazies and everything, but now... With a lot of, you know, when we have different types of beers, like, yeah, Pilsner's, Browns, and all and so yeah. on, there was this thing with the whole movement, where, oh, we're going to make this beer called the Brood IPAs. Mm-hmm. It was a one-hit wonder. Yep. It was like Milli Vanilli's, like, one song, or whatever. And now you don't see it, but now was like, okay, what's the next thing? Let's go to Hazy's. When you drink too much Hazy's, when you try different breweries, it's all the same. Or it's different here and there, but you get kind of burned out. What's, it, the, what's the next best thing? Because you see so many of them. Um, it's You see a lot of them. Um, and like with the hop varietals, it's, they're, they're looking for the, the next new experimental hop or like are going to take it like classic. I don't need a, another hop forward beer unless I, I personally don't need it. Um, but... 
Yeah, I'd rather see like breweries like have a more balanced like board um, instead of twenty six uh, hazies um, of one West Coast. Twenty six, like it's it's a lot. That's a lot. It's uh, I could definitely see the variance because you could do a lot with uh, like different types of hops and like you could dry hops. You could um, like change the point in which you throw them into the boils. Like you could like change or create a, a new strain great is it delicious i'll probably add one mm. um and then move on to see what the pilsners um lagers uh mm-hmm. like your scotch ales english bitters throw something wild oh, up english, there ooh. throw something wild on the board um see what what else you could do what else you're interested in like experiment beers like um there's this brewery right here called long beach beer lab levi right. he made a serrano habanero ghost pepper beer a little spicy but it tastes just like peanut butters so good mm, so good interesting it was really I was like whoa i wasn't Pepper, expecting this uh, with a good malt milk uh what, what, what the SRM? Was, i don't the yeah, color it was more like kind of like this kind of type of okay. color it was very like a little dark mm-hmm. but i was like oh, okay that was gonna be a little spicy but it was you know like a habanero scopins yeah it was never like that it was like he's like the willy wonkas of craft beers okay so okay. he makes all this stuff. He makes, that's interesting. He, he makes it out, out, out of a uh, white bread, because um, that side where it's at, it's Jewish. Yeah. So he has like a Jewish owner, and they make yeah. rye bread. He's like he makes everything out of white bread, and, uh, and it's it's really delicious. I was like, I was not expecting this. Interesting. Peanut butter. Yeah. Spicy peanut butter. Remember that spicy peanut butter. <laughs> it's really really good, and and that's the thing I like about people experimenting on beers. Like, what's something different where it captures. Your, t- your taste bud mm-hmm. where you have that taste for your mouth for a month that's what I love and that's where I feel like you ever had a beer like that? Uh, yeah like things that just like stand out from the rest of the pack um, funny thing is uh, there's one beer uh, from Ballast Point yeah. uh, like throwback uh, Indra Kaninja is there like uh, like curry forward beer curry? And it's like a yeah, yeah oh, wow. like a yeah, and that actually reminds me of another beer. But this one's brewed by a black man out of Dallas, Texas. It's called uh, Curry Thirty from Black Man Brew. Um, and yo, that one it it's like saison but curry. And oh man, he he's done some amazing. Actually, Barrett Barrett uh, out of Dallas, Texas. I think he's about to move to Costa Rica. Um, yep, and probably retired with some girls. <laughs> hey oh yeah <laughs> yeah he's been there a few times like when i went to Costa Rica, i reached out to him for like recommendations for craft beer but he does some amazing things with some saisons um and like he knows his yeast cultures and like he's he done like a smoking one beer called smoking lit that was just like the right amount of smoke smoke like spice and so forth and like the curry 30 was delicious uh, and I think yesterday I just had its hostile cereal blueberry. Like, man knows what he's doing. Uh, I got a man. <laughs> hey, man, don't move, man. <laughs> Come to Long Beach. <laughs> Give me some sample beers. Give me some bottles. Thank you. Thank you. with Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I got to go online and buy a, a bunch of bottles uh, because he's closing up shopping. Like, he's selling everything. Oh, dude, give me his info. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll charge him my baby on my girlfriend's credit card. <laughs> I'll, I'll forge. <laughs> no, that's, like, no, that's that's good. Like, a curry beer. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, 
Because, mm. I mean, I had, like, that one, was it the Rogues, the Sriracha beer? Yeah. Something, is it kind of similar to that? I don't know. It could. That's what I'm trying to think of. It's Sriracha spice, beer, yeah. Spice. I mean, it's, it's something. Yeah. Oh, man. So what are you more focused on with beers? What kind of what type of beers are you more focused on right now? Um, I'm always going to be a fan of uh, Belgians. Like, I just uh, finished their, uh, what, what was it called? Hattrick? Um, their Belgian triple. Uh-huh. Get it? Hattrick, triple. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and Shout out to Trademarks. Yeah, Trademark. Uh, other than that, play Porters, Stouts, um, Saisons, um, I need to get focused more on saisons. Yeah, there's some saisons out there. There's one uh, a saison over here in Brewery West in San, San Pedro called the Dog Ate My Homework. Yeah, I've had that one. That's pretty good. Shouts to Ryan. She was the head brewer over there. Now she's working at uh, LA Ale Works. Really? Yeah. Really? She got promoted over there. I had her on my podcast. That girl's a beast. Yeah. Learning from what when she was living in San Diego working for Stones. Now I've heard her West. story. I forget. She, I think she was on like the Full Pine. Um, mm-hmm. And I've heard her story. Yeah. Uh, going to Brewery West. And Brewery West is a beautiful establishment. Uh, fucking killers out there. Yeah. The brewery scene. I know some of the people who work there. They make some delicious. But the Pop Fujis. Yeah. Like some good triple IPAs. Like everything. I like what they're doing. They're more isolated, which I like because it's way out in the end. They're not like have a whole bunch of breweries together. It's just right there. It's, I like it and You could chill outside mm-hmm. The patio There's the ocean right there yep. The beer scenes They have You know Mom and pop places Across from it The arts and crafts It's perfect I love the beers Of what they do And uh, It's well known Yeah It's well known And I know she's at LAL Works right now So I'll, I'll pay her a visit uh, Shouts to Ryan But uh, For me uh, I like I'm into the stouts right now mm-hmm. Stouts I mean I'm into more The stronger stuff Stouts season Year round Oh yeah <laughs> But to, yeah But the holidays The ginger beer The Christmas beers And all that oh, stuff yeah. I mean You know Some people can't Can't hang Because you know Some of them are like 12 to 15 percent Oh yeah It's almost yeah. like Dog fishes Yeah 120 18 yeah. But for the ladies Like hey I like my wine But it's I know 13 percent Which I can't drink wine I can't hang with the women Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wine is delicious. Yeah, um, yeah. I have like a, a wine membership to just to continuously um, learn more about different great bridals and enjoy that. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. With because uh, I know with the uh, the West Coast's IPAs coming back, the Pilsners are coming back. Yep. The Brown Ales. What mm-hmm. else is coming back right now? Um, you can think of because the whole craft beer scene is always changing every freaking day. Let's see. Let's. I'm trying to think about what's on the board currently um, at a Second Chance Beer Co. and uh, in San Diego. That's where I work, and Marty's pretty pretty on top of just like keeping an eclectic board. Hmm. Hmm. Coming back, I don't know. Uh, people are ex- more and more exper- ex- uh, experimenting with. Sour IPAs, which is interesting. Um, there are some good ones out there. So there's, there's some just like, uh, you probably shouldn't have done that. Because um, of your stomach? Uh, no, I just didn't like the balance. I was like, oh, it, okay. like a, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Probably love to see um, like more Belgians, more triples, more donkles. Yeah, I kind of noticed like, you yeah. know, we have doubles. I doubles. mean, the last, the only triple I ever had, I mean, we we'll have a trademarks, but Fire Firestone Walker yeah. had a triple back in the day. It would mess me up. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a quadruple? I know there's a quadruple somewhere. Uh, um, a, a Belgian quad? Yeah. 
Uh, who's brewing it? I couldn't tell you. Um, other than, like, Belgian mm-hmm. monks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not even... Just, yeah, no, you can say it to quiet. You just can't say it's Trappist. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I think about it. Like, <laughs> when you think about it, trap, it's like a trap, like what? The wire? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the style. It's like, it's supposed to be, like, you know how, like, champagne is supposed to be, yeah. like, produced sure. in France. Uh, France. Um, then, um, like, Trappist beers are only supposed to be, like, mm-hmm. Trappist, um, like, brewers. Weird stuff that... Mm-hmm showcases the similarities of wine and beer um that people don't really realize but yeah that's a something where it has wine and beer together yeah. it's like oh like an alt beer yes yeah yeah something like that beer project has one of those for their members um i don't know if they're actually releasing it outside of the um the membership but yeah uh, a few people are like trying um peer project's a little bit uh, more experimental mm-hmm. um with some of those things uh I think I've seen a lot more people do uh, like like graphs of like ciders and beers and um, like uh, meads and beers. There's yeah. some cider. There's some good fucking ciders, but yep. there's some strong motherfuckers. Yeah, they're like it's like cider is like damn that's like twelve percent. It's like and you taste it's like oh this is like a sweet apple cider Martinelli's. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you're like whoa, you know it'll mess you up. You know, that's good for the ladies. Yeah, yeah. It's a great introduction to, uh, like, craft. Yeah. So, it's like, like go cider, cider route, go uh, beer route, or go sour route if you... Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's there's so many ways to enjoy craft in diff- different ways. I tried to get into sours. Don't, I love sours, but the only thing is, some people tell me, Mega Man, don't mix those up. Because if you're going to stay with sours, stay with sours. Because if you mix them up with sours and regular, it'll mess up your stomach. Ah, uh, I, yeah. There's like the, like, I think acetic acid or so forth. Um, it depends upon how your stomach is balanced. Yeah. It, if, it, I go it, to, <laughs> if I go to Dry Rivers later on with yeah. you guys, I, if I go, I have to bring a box of Tums. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it will that's mess fact. you up. Yeah, that's yeah. fact. You get, you're, you're ingesting a lot of, uh, like, acid. Um, oh. Of different stages, so uh, that's good. It's, it's good. It's 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 almost like you're it's almost like you're eating a fugu fish in Japan. Like, don't try it. It's gonna fuck you up. You might die. But he's like, I'm a risk taker. I love sour beers. That's yeah. how it is. Yeah, go for it. It's like, see, you gotta diversify your palate. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> I had to drop it. I had to drop it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> what What are your well known beers like you like going to in San Diego? Um. So Thunderhawk Elements, um, I love what they're doing there. Uh, like that's my spot to just hang out. Get, like John and Bill, uh, some creative brewers, and and the establishment is just like super welcoming. Shout out to Don and CC. Um, yeah. Uh, then you have Pure Projects. Uh, some amazing beers from sours to stouts uh, to like. Their pilsner, their um, Kolsch. Yeah, I'm, I, I love oh, their Kolsch. Oh, the Kolsch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what did you think about Kolsch? Kolsch. Um, they're like the first Kolsch that I really fell in love with was from um, Pure Project. Um, it's called um, the Sense. I believe it's called Sensei. Uh, yeah, it it it's just delicious. Um, it it it's well, it's how would I describe it? It's not full body. It's like medium body, but it still has like 
like depth in it. Um, you get like that that good malt um, grain build, um, and it's like cleanly fermented, so it's it's still like no residual sugars and whatnot, mm. and so you're really able to enjoy a full experience in the beer. That's what um, I love about that. Like yeah. you want to get that full experience. Yeah, I, you know what? I probably love to see more people do cultures to see uh, like how many people could like really like bang out something something of that skill set now is that coach is that like a european kind of type of beer a uh, coach uh from the area of cologne um in germany i believe uh just trying to re- remember all the information i've been reading <laughs> I, know. <laughs> um, I know yeah i've been like uh like studying um for uh bjcp and so it's it's a lot of work. It's <laughs> Did you ever think about like making your own beers? I have. Um, I personally haven't wanted to do one. Put in the personal investment of buying the equipment, um, finding the space. I live in a one bedroom condo. It's hard, huh? Yeah, it's and, hard. And I don't really have the time to focus on it because you have uh, your work and all that. Like full time work, uh, part time work. Um, and then uh, Blackbeard Traveler, diversify your palate, all that. And then I also have free time. Like, so, <laughs> like, in my free time, I could probably brew, but I don't want to. Um, <laughs> uh, the cost that's attributed, I'd rather, um, like, cut, uh, like, cut my teeth on the experience of learning how to, like, run a tap room, um, like, the oh. craft beer industry itself. And... And going further than that, like, I I believe I'll get to a point where I have the time and the, like, the energy to brew. But at this point, I'd rather understand, like, the the, the system of craft beer. Like, like, general management understanding of production, beer, tap room. Um, I'd rather enjoy having, like, a tap room rather than, um, like, brewing at this point. Oh my Ooh. God! Ooh, Ooh. what was that? Oh, we're back in the LBC. That, that back in the LBC, the lady, the lady, I think she's looking for a man. <laughs> <laughs> she broke up with him. <laughs> Hope she's not coming. Yeah. That's, hey guys. <laughs> that, hey guys. That's how it is in Long Beach. Yeah. No, that's no, that's good. Like I think maybe for you, maybe like you know, maybe open a tavern room and have different types of beers, mm-hmm. and maybe like if. Maybe collab with someone where they say, "Hey, what type of beer you want? You yeah. want to have what? What will fits you? And let's work something out where, hey, we're gonna do a collab with a brewery and have your name, Blackberry Trevor collabs with so and so brewery in San Diego." Yeah, like something of that. That'd story. be badass. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, that make a little bit more sense. I, I, I really enjoy showcasing um, others mm-hmm. um, and and like working with others and just finding the best way to like I highlight the skills that they're they're doing mm-hmm. um, much like uh, I'm bringing up Jen, Jen Price down in Atlanta again like she's doing amazing thing um, like looking forward to her, her her bottle shop opening up because she's created a space um, for craft beer and like black women in craft beer and women in craft beer in general and that's like just dope and it's it's great to see how far she's come from like 
writing a chick guide to uh, beer to o- opening up our own space. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, that's part of the other reason I'm in LA today to go to Cra- Craft Women mm-hmm. Connect. They have their East Coast and West Coast like representation. Shout out to the girl from Beer the Go Go. So, so yeah, it's it's great. It's <laughs> like it's it's a great way to really kind of showcase yourself and also like showcase others. Oh yeah, that's awesome, man. But right now we're gonna take a little uh, beer break and we're gonna be right back. All right, we're back on. We took a little beer break and uh, now we're getting to some beer talks. I got a lot of questions for you, <laughs> but with beer talks. It's unfiltered, and we ha- I have so much to talk about. Um, we we're talking earlier about San Diego with the craft beer breweries, some open, some closed down. What, yep. What's going on with that? Uh, it, it's a hard, a brewery is a hard thing to open, especially in San Diego when there's such a large number of breweries per capita, and so like people close, people open like nearly li- every day. Uh, I think I just saw like Alta Brewing like close. Uh, I think permanently yesterday, like Jubilee, like the thirtieth or whatever. Um, it's it's hard. You have to get the buy-in of the community. You have to get like a a given population of people that consistently return and are willing to invest in a product that you are producing. And you have to do that at the right scale, like sometimes people are going too too hard in the paint and and go like super large and they don't have like customers to actually fit that bill and so they close quickly so you think in a way with the clientele like if that person who has a brewery if it's like he was making a beer at a garage or home brewery Mm -hmm. or whatever and build the clientele maybe it's better to like you were talking about earlier maybe build a tap room first yeah like Go nano, go small. Um, uh-huh. Like I, I mentioned earlier, Thunderhawk Elements. I think they have like a five barrel system. Like it's very, it's it's small, small enough to get done what they need to get done, and to keep the like lights on and have money to do future investments later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like to scale of say a second chance, um, which is I don't know maybe like 20 to 40 barrel system mm-hmm. um like pushing out cans consistently um large dis- larger distribution network and so forth it's like you have to know your customer where you are and what what's how much of the market share that you feel like you can you can drive and part of that marketing part of that's uh uh like the amount of money and and capital you could like actually get and the other part is truthfully buy-in and your influence in this community yeah because shit, open a brewery in san diego good luck mm-hmm. because you have heavy hitters everywhere yep yeah i mean you have it's almost like you have blood in the water you have great white sharks surrounding you better defend yourself yeah pretty much oh that's <laughs> creepy to open a brewery now yeah it's hard to like open up a brewery and and then try to uh go head to head with like a modern time the pure project um, uh, an amplified uh, L Smith. It's like the people that have been around for the longest. Uh, like Stone. Stone has like oh. five locations. Like people don't realize it. Stone's still putting. Like they have Esco. They have uh, like they have two locations downtown. They have Liberty Station, and 
and then probably some something hidden in the cut somewhere else. So I know with this whole thing with Bear Thug Life saying, you know, a lot of people are boycotting because of Constellation brand, because yeah. because of Ballast Point, and now mm-hmm. now that a lot of the the hardcore San Diego craft beer drinkers consider Ballast Point as a sellout. Mm-hmm. Now for them to be dethroned, yeah. and now it's Stones. Oh, so no. that's the so who uh, no so, one uh, I don't I don't feel people uh, like San Diego Craft doesn't feel that way about Stone really no no um so what is it like over there then uh like there there's still a lot of love for Stone Stone put, putting out amazing stuff and like there's there's still craft so so who's number one in San Diego um like out of the the big out out of, like the larger ones out the uh, larger ones uh probably Stone um with just its general outreach um then you probably have uh, I forget. I don't know. Maybe modern times, um, because they have so many locations and able to uh, brew in so many lo- uh, different locations. Um, then, like, who else is producing on a large scale? L Smith does a lot of large stuff. What about Belching Beavers? Belching Beaver. Uh, they're like mid tier in, in my mind. Um, Car- was the Carnatos? Coronado. Coronado, yeah. Uh, probably mid tier also. Um, oh, okay. People are disappointed uh, about what happened to Monkey Paul, but uh, Coronado's still around. What, uh, what do you mean, Monkey Paul? What do you mean? Uh, Monkey Paul used to be like this uh, brew pub, um, like like solid beer and like creative beer, and like and like tap like food was delicious, like their Philly cheesesteaks. Good. Um, Coronado actually like purchased them like a few years back, and then I think they closed about a year and a half ago. What? Yeah, it's kind of sad, and I think the spot just was recently um, purchased and re- refab for uh, some other bar. But the legend of Monkey Ball was like strong. Yeah. Wonder, well, I wonder who the head brewer was, and maybe he's at another brewery. Oh, probably, definitely. I, I don't know, but uh, like the thing within like San Diego craft, like brewers, uh, like they they get around. Um, like they start out like assistant brewing on salaryman for one place and then they eventually uh if if they're good they they could find a a place where they become head brewer um uh and have some really influential um like choice i yeah because what i was talking earlier um shouts to ryan uh, I know she's at uh, LA. It was at LAL Works, mm-hmm. but she was the head brewer at uh, Burry West. She was working under the uh, the founder and owner of uh, Stones. Yeah, and she knowing the yeah, knowledge and all that stuff was like, whoa. Yeah, that's a dope story because I. I oh yeah, yeah. Stones. Have, you ever heard the story about Stones? Um, like the full story, probably. The full story where uh, they, I think in a way he was gonna re- he's gonna sell his house. He had one truck with all his beers. That sounds about right. And also, Budweiser turned him down. Uh, he was going to get like bought up by Budweiser. And Budweiser was like, nah, we don't want you. That makes sense. Because like, never sell. And now... No, we'll never sell. And now, <laughs> we, he remembers what he did. And now you have Budweiser knocking at his door. We'll give you all this money if you come with us. Nope. And he's like, well, you can go fuck yourself. Yep, never and, sell. And that's the thing. And there's one thing I like about Stones that a lot of... Uh, uh, I won't mention other uh, beer trucks or co- mm-hmm. corporations that they have the trucks. They have their beers cold. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, I would also say owning a brewery and seeing it go from the red to the black 
and then having somebody knock on your door. What do you mean for red for black? From um like in the red like financially when like you just owe uh oh, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you like you pretty much like you own it but like everybody behind you actually owns it. Yeah. And to the point where you actually break even in the black and you could actually get some like revenue Money. off of Yes, yeah. yes. And so like going from red, black, and then having somebody put a billion dollars in front of you or some large amount, the average person is going to take it. Like, New Belgium uh, recently sold, which to their, like, there's always the, the defense of New Belgium was, like, employee-owned, and so a lot of those employees are getting a fat check. And they're and they're still able to do what they want to do, depending upon the contracts. Um, and it's, it's it's still in the back. It's still a business. It's in any other yeah. case, like if it was a local like mom and pop grocery store that like built up to like the locations in a small city, and then like Kroger came knocking on the doors, like yo, we want to actually purchase these, and you would have no problems with people selling. So you can't. You can't always like harp on them. You can harp on the fact that the beers seem different, um, and not as like creative or not as the, the recipes aren't as strong. I think a lot of people get uh, kind of yeah. worried about the recipes. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like that's something you find that that's something that comes out in the wash. It's like let's see let's see what happens when 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 it all finishes. Like, are they still as good? Because there there were points when I was going still going to ballot point post. When after the after it had sold and I enjoyed the beer and then there's a point in which I was just like actually no I don't enjoy all of these beers it's like this one seems a little off compared to what I know it used to be so stuff like that um, so I don't want to necessarily harp on the people that sell out because it's about the money sometimes um, it, the money the money is to say that we're not doing something for like our financial freedom is is, is, is do, you, do you think it's a lesson learned because with Ballast Point when they got bought out yeah you think in a way with other breweries if they get like man if my brewery gets big and what would you do if they said hey we're gonna offer you one billion dollars for your for your brewery would you say yes or no but if you say yes what's the other options of Okay, if I if I sell out, mm-hmm. what do I get in return? Oh, you sell out. Yeah. Oh, your beer is bad. Or oh, your beer is like, ooh. You want to you want to know the answer to that? Yeah. Uh, Harlan um, um, Beer Company. Um, so I I I can't remember if they came from um, St. Archer or Ballast Point because mm. those, those, both of those sold out. But like, you get a a good amount of money. You take a break. You you live life. And then you figure out what you want to do, and then those owners come back and they create Harlan, and 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 so now you have like this financial capital to do whatever the fuck you want, um, and do it on your conditions because you created uh, an efficient business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like with corporate corporations, it's more like it's it's all about pushing, 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 mm-hmm. but trying to save pennies here. Instead of using this ingredient, we'll save on this and we use this. Facts. That business, that is business. Even like someone had to pay for it in the back end. Uh, 
Like, if you want to have the finest of vanillas, like vanilla Mad- beans, yeah, vanilla beans from Madagascar, <laughs> uh, like, and like you, you're gonna have to pay for it. Either, oh yeah, either, and it's not cheap either. Either it's gonna be a business cost or it's going to be a, co- a consumer cost. Somewhere it's, yeah. it's coming down, and it like because somebody has to make a revenue off of this to be able to sustain. Like, it's kind of. It's kind of being mad at an artist for creating something to, for sale. Like, I just spent all this time and effort to create this beautiful picture. And, oh, I spent so much time that I wasn't able to do anything else. And how do I live? I need to sell this picture. So, I need to sell my beer. That, that's almost like if I was working a job and I'm making, like, okay, this is my pitching for 500 mm-hmm. I need to budget myself. Mm-hmm. I can't use this and this. I need to this and this and this. It's like, you have to save money but still have okay i have left over you yep. know because if not you're gonna be broke you're gonna, you're gonna break even or you're gonna, or you're gonna be negative yeah business and, oh my god and a lot of breweries are out here just barely breaking even oh and, and that that's a, that's what a lot of people forget like it's it's a labor of love yeah i noticed <laughs> about that when you said break even you know there's some big breweries out there and you think like oh they're doing good but they could be they could be breaking even or they could be negative. Yeah, Trump. like like even Stone. Like think about this. Stone has like locations around the world, um, and they like built up this beautiful um, location. I think in um, Germany. I forget what city. I think and they put a hold on that. No, they, I, actually they built it up. Oh it really? Was, it was open, and then they sold it to Brewdog, and Brewdog now owns it. Oh. Okay. And and so just think about that. Like economies of scale. You can't necessarily like like fund all these like trips it's like green flash green flash has completely revamped itself wow um, green, i have it man that it, was a minute they've like done some rebranding changed a lot of their colors and like their marketing t- tactic and they no longer had their uh their virginia location because they weren't ready for the expansion they did the expansion um people moved out there and then people came back um like they didn't have the money they like they they were barely breaking even and looking to expand oh, and so like just think about it like you have to really focus like breweries are business it's, it's straight business but it's also art so it's like you have to tell somebody make this delicious amazing beer but do it for this cost that i can actually purchase and enjoy that's it yeah man you're breaking it this is deep this is like really deep with breweries because there's a lot of uh there's some good like even being part of the socal server settles and seeing all these different types of like brewers head home brewers mm-hmm. they're killers yeah but i mean with some of these breweries you know if you're at like a really like stones or ballast point a lot of these small breweries they don't have benefits you know, yeah. like you're just working. That's small business. <laughs> small yeah, business and benefits are, are the hardest thing. Um, shout out to your uh, Congress people, your yeah. house, your representatives. Uh, <laughs> healthcare is real. Uh, it's <laughs> needed. Yeah. I mean, there's some had some good breweries, but like, oh, I don't want to take that challenge because there's no benefits. They look like I want something where I have benefits and also I can support my family. Yeah. But what happens if that brewery falls down? You're fucked. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's 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 real. It's startup culture. Like yeah. a lot of these breweries are startups. 
like mm-hmm. beautiful idea um great beer um hopefully the the home brewer can scale it to a, a actual level to produce mm-hmm. um and and break even mm-hmm. and and not lose their savings so in a way if a person who's going to open a brewery you need to be well known you need to be well known on social media you mean you need to be have a background like oh this person used to work so and so but you got to have a name in the beer can and there's so much and you got to put money into the brewery yeah and yeah. where you're going where your place is going to be at yeah you have to like you really have to create an image you got to create an understanding you got to create people watching people wanting to be involved like the quickest way to like start a business is to have somebody else tell you you need to start a business yeah because they already see some amazing thing from you you just have to be able to execute and like public buy-in is needed damn there's so many sharks in san diego you don't know what brewery to go to uh yeah but there's always going to be one Megalodon, which it could be someone like Ballast Porter Stones, but there's always going to be like that one who's going to break out from the pack. Oh, yeah. And and here's the fun part about this. It's, it could be the smallest it, it could be the smallest fish to, that creates the most wave. Yeah. Like, I think I just made that shit up, but it sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like... Let's think about this, like in San Diego or California in general, um, like Great American Beer Festival brought brought home a good amount of medals. I think San Diego was somewhere around 18, 19. Damn. And then like like small breweries. This is in Carlisle, right? Uh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. No. Yearly in Carlisle. That's like the World Cups. Yeah, it's the World Cup or you know how America likes to call things World Cup when it's just America. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So like small breweries brought back some 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 nice some nice pieces. Thunderhawk got like a silver. Um, Tula Vista got a bronze. Um, and so these type of things like make waves. Like people like become notable on large large screens when when they're beating out. Like the, the 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 well-known breweries, the from the East Coast, East Coast, Midwest. Damn. Like they, there's great beer that comes out of the Midwest. Oh yeah. Um, like Toppling Goliath. Shout out, actually, shout out to Toppling Goliath. They have like a very on-point PR person on social media, like all about diversity and inclusion. Tag me on that. Yeah, like Toppling Toppling Goliath. Like I've had like messages. Like in DM, just talk about it's like, yo, you are really on top of this, and they're like, yeah, we really like this, we like what you're doing, and I'm like, yo, and that's the middle of Decor, Iowa. There's literally nothing out there but beer, Walmart, another brewery, and like a local bank. I know this because I've been there. <laughs> in Iowa? Yes, oh, literally damn. just for beer. Um, random trip. Anyway, but like Midwest. It, like they have some killers and it's they're doing great things maybe because there's not too much else to do um it's either crops beer or life um yeah. family so i'll know. check that out um i'm gonna make a trip next year to go to texas yeah oh uh, what part dallas uh Houston? fort worth fort worth some killers out there yeah um deep ellen's really good uh um island to island recently moved there from brooklyn um, I think Danny's going to eventually open up a spot, but she's doing like events here and there. Um, Bear's going to be gone. 
um, by the time you get there, Black Man Brew. Yeah. Uh, who else? Oh, Kumba Smith. Shout out to Smittix. Um, um, he's a home brewer, but he's he's done like some amazing stuff. Did a collaboration with like Martin House um, called like Short Stack. You see the black man on a can flipping pancakes. It's a <laughs> it's a delicious porter. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna check it out over there. But uh, I want to get into the whole uh, with the black culture with the on the craft beer scene, but mm-hmm. also talk about with the craft beer scene. There's also you can see from time to time with racism. Uh. You know, like, what do you want to start first? Uh, with the black bear, black bear let's culture? Let's start with the negative. Um, let's um, start with race, the negative and yes. get out of the way. So, uh, what, I'm, we have uh, pork can art. Um, people think g- g- gang affiliation is cool to put on cans. Um, oh, we have the, uh, I don't know, they're, they're not black. Uh, I, I don't know their DNA. You have, <laughs> shout out the founders. Not really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's interesting right now. Like, but I, I would also say it, it plays in line with general culture. Um, like, microcosms are real. Uh, you see things on the larger scale, uh, like uh, cultural inequities. Um, they will eventually go into smaller populations. It's because... What we see on Instagram or with Beer Thug Life, Crowns and Hops, or mm-hmm. whoever posts like, look at what look what this guy's doing, or or whatever. We see like, really, Bloods and Crips, mm-hmm. or this, or whatsoever. Like, it's all because of a beer can to push it out, or oh, we like like that one was like, well, we took it down, but we'll donate money to the black cause. Yeah. Or like this, like it doesn't work like that. Why would you do something like that? Um, and you're not from this area. Yeah, general knowledge, uh, understanding things. Uh, like, I picture it, it relating kind of to the fact that we've grown up watching um, a lot more information be presented to oh, us. Social media, uh, oh, big Social time. media, oh, yeah. TV, internet, like... The people of age that own businesses currently experience like a high growth of information shared through the use of the internet, um, television through the 90s, and they they now have more awareness um, of like previous gang culture. Um, you think in a way it's stereotype because on social media you see a lot of uh, like with racism, police brutality, but it's always always about blacks it's always something I that's the thing I hate it's, you know it, it, I think it goes it's deeper crazy. than that it goes deeper um, okay I think it goes deeper than that because like you generally see you, you'll you see black you'll see Latinx you'll see like like Asians at some point We're just like um, this whole country is like divided Middle Eastern it's like weird yeah um, and like if I personally feel like uh, like population scale. Um, as you get like at the top level, you'll see America as it is. Um, you'll see police brutality based upon the lack of understanding of different cultures. You'll see people just going about their days, not admitting that they have privilege, and privilege is held by pretty much everyone, yeah. men, women. Um, like cultural races, like 
I don't know. It's probably similar to a, like an invisible caste system. Yeah. Um, caste systems are easy to like delineate because they're just like, oh, this, this, this. Invisible is be- it may be because of the fact that people don't acknowledge um, or they don't see what is privileged to themselves already, and they're not able to like just kind of walk away, step back, and say, you know what, you're right. It's really that simple. I feel like the one, like the countries that are not racist, like with diversity, is like France and Britain. That's not true. Really? Oh yes. Uh, just a, um, I could tell you just based upon um, what was it? Uh, World Cup France um, star player black, um, but it's not always the best experience um and then also the british um in the uk because even though they they expand some diff- different continents and different countries it's um cultural culturally wise you'll get a a different aspects of like uh disenfranchisement franchisement um even like oh easiest example when it comes to the u.s the north versus the south like yes. it was prevalent like you could see it in your face uh, see it in the face of so someone like oh they just completely hated black people or like you're supposed to be enslaved rather than you go to the north you're just inferior but you're still a person you're just naturally inferior so it's like take that metaphor push it out to um like the british like the british and like like I'm not the best with speaking all the time. Like, colonism, wild. Uh, so, like, they have a very, like, diverse population, but not everyone within the population um, is treated the same. Shout out to Meghan Markle and the things that she ha- she's had to go through versus any other person that married into the family. Completely different. That just shows that it's actually, it's still there. It's just had a different face. Um, so, wow. But there's some positive aspects. Um, you have, like, champions. You have people that uh, are more willing um, to, like, step up. Like, it, it works out in time. And other times you, you have to, like, push through, um, rise above. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's deep. It's deep. It, you know, again, well, well, we got that's another part too, right there. But it, it's it's a little deep, you know, like the craft beer scene where it should be diversity, it should be unity. Mm-hmm. But from time to time, you see race, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, should I mention her name or should I not? But there was an incident I saw on social media. Uh, Shouts to my girl. I love you, girl. Hops galore. There was an incident that happened with Las Vegas. And she put on social media, you know, like with a lot of race, racism and what, what happened in Las Vegas. It was, it was sad. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know why I was treated like this, you know, and it, it just really hurt. And I know I DM'd her and said, hey, you know what? You come home. Mm-hmm. You're better. You come home in L.A. And that's where, with, which I don't like mentioning that president's name, mm-hmm. but there's just a lot of people <laughs> that just want to say whatever they want to say. But for me... Growing up and living in NorCal and everything, my old school mentality was brought to be racist. Racism, we know. I have cousins who are half Mexican, half black. Yeah. And some of my family be like, hey, don't talk to them. It's white. 
because they're black. You know, don't talk. We know, but that's my cousins. Mm-hmm. That's my family. Knowing what I know now, I, it's all as one. You know, like, hey, that's my that's my cousin. That's my brother. That's my sister. That's all love and shit like that. And it's, it's just sad to see like that. People like there's still racism still, and I don't. I it makes me cry sometimes. I hate yeah. that. And so, uh, yeah, that actually um, reminds me of what Shalanda of uh, Afro Beardrick recently went yes. through. And, what happened with that? Oh, uh, she got this very racist uh, email. Um, and I don't want to go too far no, no, into no. it. We'll uh, just keep it very light. Like, like what comes from that is uh, individuals like uh, Dr. J um, of Craft by uh, EDU um, of uh, Diversity. Um, I think director of um, Brewers Association of like doing amazing things. Created a I am craft beer, and and basically you showcase the fact that craft beer is many things. It's many people and it's many places yes it there there is no general like oh craft beer doesn't have a look it it's it's basically a story that changes with every person that enjoys and creates and lives within it and so like created the hashtag i am craft beer and like you you actually like showcase a picture you enjoying craft beer and your background story and that's what came from like a very negative situation um and it's changing the faith and and it's showcasing the diversity within craft um and it's bringing to light that there's more than what you you generally know because like stereotypes are real people create like ideas based upon what they already know mm-hmm. and then and craft beer used to have like pale face and flannel and a beard um and used to be like male it's not long my mind's not long yeah, <laughs> yeah. and now it's it's more it's diverse yes uh, because you're able to showcase the individuals within it that do not uh that break away from that standard mm-hmm. um and that has to do with like the the, the google map i created um the showcasing the ownership of of women Latin, Asian, like African American within craft. It's like the content creators with podcasts like your own, um, um, YouTube, uh, like general influencers, people in the various geographical locations, like changing craft and influencing craft and being more than what you know. Yes. That's just something, this is really deep right here. And, uh, Following you, following uh, Theo and Benny from Crowns and Hops, and I look at their social media, and they're like everywhere in the United States traveling, spread the word, Crowns and Hops, and going to um, a lot of these uh, craft beer craft beer events yep um you know with a work cloud or tyler Mm -hmm. or you or spreading the world um who should be what you know who should we be like kind of more like more focused on in the black culture and the craft beer scene oh there are so many um so many uh let's see where to start out Aside from the ones that I've listed, we have Chris in Atlanta, a.k.a. the craft beer connoisseur. Uh-huh. Um, 
she's hilarious. She she knows her her shit, and she she's about craft. Um, that's the one to to check out. Uh, who else? There's uh, what Dave Bracy and um, I can I and Ed from um, Partner Spot, uh, the Drinking Partners. Uh, they're a part of. Um, Press Fest along with uh, the rest of Black Brew culture. Okay. Um, what else? And like, Press Fest is an experience that you need to you get to um, just al- from the beer along the experience, the people that it brings together. Um, they had like the, the Nappy Roots, uh, which also has like a brewing arm under Atlanta, Tucky, um, out of, outside Atlanta. Um, that's why I tell you, Atlanta and craft beer and diversity is, I, I could easily put that as a capital. Because the reason why I say yeah. that, because I will be going there next year because of work. Yeah. But I know some people, so I will be doing me a, hey, show me some places because Mega Man don't know shit over there. Unless I'm the Walking Dead or yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to be over there for like a week or two. Yep. Um, and then we have uh, like Cajun Fire out of New Orleans. It's oh, shit. Like they, they got their... Um, brick and mortar up and running um who else uh assembly out of portland um I th- oh, I inglewood have... out of chicago inglewood oh and... not inglewood cali <laughs> yeah yeah inglewood uh chicago okay um there's so many uh just go to the map go go to there's black Bear travelers go to uh the um diversely uh I forget what I, I named it, but the, the map in the um, the bio on the Instagram, and you'll see it. Uh, who else do I want to shout out? Oh, my homeboy Marvin, uh, Messy Marv. <laughs> he stay in L.A. I'm not going to see him today, but uh, he, he definitely connected me with a, a bunch of people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're almost getting to the end, but um, dude, all the stuff that we talked about you know, on this podcast is very... Can you pause a second? Wanna go to the bathroom? Okay, let's take a break right now. <laughs> All right, we're back on. Uh, my boy over here had had to take a little beer break, a little bathroom break. Yeah, nature, <laughs> nature is real. Nature is calling. <laughs> <laughs> but we're almost getting to the end, um, dude. I just want to say um, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. This episode is one of my favorite episodes because it made me understand about you the craft beer scene in San Diego with black culture, diversity, with unity and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I just want to say, Brandon, man, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. I really appreciate it, man. I I, I enjoyed it. Like getting the information out there. (laughs) Yeah. I know you follow my podcast and I know I follow you and I know you show love and you, you know, you share the stories and everything. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people who wanted me to have you on. And now, my I can check this off my bucket list, you know, and oh, everything. Wow. So, um, are there any like any shout outs or any last words before we log off? Um, last words: uh, diversify your palate, enjoy craft beer, enjoy craft anything, um, and, and enjoy the story behind it. Um, shout out to Mike Potter, Black Brew Culture, uh, Ducci Beer Culture. Um, Eric uncapped everything. Um, like, shout out to the syndicate. Everybody knows who they are. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, craft beer is a lot of love. Um, 
lot of love. Definitely has some room to grow. Uh-huh. Uh, some information has to be shared. Some people that should realize and kind of step away and try to understand and include their um, their local um, area. Uh, I love what Beer Culture is doing with uh, Culture Chronicles. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Uptown Ales. Out, shout out to New York. I see y'all kicks and kegs. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just so many people. It's so many people. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. I know you you're going to be a busy busy guy. You're going to be traveling to East L.A. Mm-hmm. You're going to be going to Indy, Dry Rivers. You're going to see all the peeps out there and yep. stuff like that. Every brewery has different cultures and different atmospheres and yep. everything. And who knows? Maybe Mega Man might be there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what's up. I have to ask my big mama first. Oh, yeah. And, and you should probably get some stickers. I think people want you to get some stickers. Oh, I need stickers and pens. <laughs> oh, I see the DMs. I need stickers and pens and shit. But, uh, yeah, I will have those. And uh, next year, the end of next year, I will be making shirts and baby shirts. Oh, snap. Yeah, baby shirts. There's a lot of crappy Baby beer people. drinkers. Oh, yeah. There's some there's some crappy <laughs> drinkers. Be like, hey, what's up with that girl in the bar? Then you, you get knocked up the next next one, next year. So I need those uh, shirts and everything like that. But, uh, again, uh, Brandon, thank you for coming on the Make It Thanks podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. <laughs> this is a good episode. <laughs> Uh, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You can find my podcast on Apple, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Anchor, and etc. And if you can't find my podcast, uh, follow me at the Mega Man's podcast and my personal one at six nine Mega Man at six nine eight zero. And where can they follow you at? Uh, Black Bear Traveler, EYP Lifestyle, um, and then if you want to just see the random points of time across 113th street okay yeah. well i'm gonna post all that up and everything uh shout outs to my lady cynthia uh gavin alex emiliano my daughter luna daddy loves you those are my kids my pull-out game's whack i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> and shout outs to crowns and hops uh what Ty- up Theo? what up there yo tyler from socal Silver settles girl <laughs> this episode's for you girl <laughs> and uh, also with War Cloud, Justin, and, what up? And everyone else from the SoCal Cervecetos, and all Craft Shouts to Crapper Trail from San Diego, and all the Crapper people in San Diego, and shout outs to the whole world right there. Once again, last again, other than that, Brandon, thank you for coming on. Deuces. All right, man. Mega Man's out, Brandon's out, we out. Late, guys. <laughs>